Welcome to Yes Mother, a podcast where we talk about the A&E show Bates Motel. Today we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 4, called Lights of Winter. I'm Sue. And I'm Anne. Our sister cat will magically appear at some point. <laughs> I believe it's the last one, two, three, four. The last four yep. feedbacks. Yep. So. Say hi, cat. Like right now. Hi. Hi, everybody. And then she's going to go away. <laughs> and then she'll come back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. So how did you like this one? I liked it. Yeah, so Cat's here, you know. What? Did you know Cat's here? No. (laughs) (laughs) But last night, so, you know, no, it's not last night, it's Monday. When Bates came on, you can, you know, you can watch it live on the app. For Xfinity at 7, or in Utah, you have to wait until 10. Right. I'm imagining our Xfinity is linked with, you know, like West Coast, and so maybe it comes on at 9 for them. Right. And so we have to wait until 10. We got hosed. Utah gets hosed with Space Motel. (laughs) But somehow, their, like, live TV that you can watch on Xfinity on the app Mm -hmm. is, like, on what? East Coast time, so we get to watch at 7. Right. So Kath and I are, like, on separate couches, both with headphones on, because they were just a little off, our two devices, so we couldn't just, like... (laughs) I'm so picturing this. (laughs) Like, mine was a little head, so I'd, like, chuckle, and then you'd hear her chuckle. (laughs) That's awesome. Anyway, so it was kind of funny. But it was the only way we could watch so early. And I have to say, I have never in my life been so surprised an episode was over. Like, I was shocked. Like, I didn't believe the credits when I saw them. (laughs) I honestly didn't believe them. (laughs) Like, did this turn into a half-hour show? What happened? I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And I was kind of pissed. And I was like, Kat was a little bit too, but I think it was for different reasons. I don't think she liked it as much. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Ugh, this is the exact kind of show that you need to binge watch this yes. one. It's yes. just total setup. Yeah, there's a lot. Are you there? Hey, it's Emily. So at this point, my computer soundboard crashed or something, and I had to restart my computer. And so... When you catch up to us in a second, this is when I've restarted my computer and we're getting back to it. Okay, sorry. And I'm like, uh, she got me on mute and eating her oatmeal. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> nope, but I got it all down <laughs> during that <laughs> long break. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, productive. Way to be productive. <laughs> Thank you. That is the word of the week. <laughs> Skype's the one that took forever. Half the time was Skype loading. I don't know why. Hmm. Okay. So, did you say anything interesting? I don't think so. (laughs) I think I caught on pretty quickly that you weren't there. I was just... We were talking about how you were just really surprised that the credits were on. Mm -hmm. And I was just saying that I was I was not ready for it to end either. It was just um there was just too much that's just about to happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I expected a full other like thirty minutes of show. <laughs> <laughs> this one needed to be ninety minutes, especially yes. since they're not gonna air next week. Why no? And it sounds like everyone was surprised. All of our feedback <laughs> went through it all and everyone's like, What? <laughs> I would have been it wouldn't have been surprising if it was this week's because, like, Easter, like Easter break or something, they take a break, maybe. But I don't know. All of a sudden. I don't remember them ever doing this. It's 10, 10 episodes, it's, 10 weeks. and I think in season two they skipped a week. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm really bummed that we have to wait two weeks. I'm really bummed, too. Yeah, because, man. Well, I can catch up with Angel. If... <laughs> If if things weren't interesting enough with Norman, they just really made it ten times more interesting. <laughs> yeah, everything's ten times more interesting. I know. <laughs> I know. So, but Kat was a little more lukewarm to it, or? Yeah, and I know she rewatched it last night. I just didn't get a chance to talk to her about it. Mm. But I watched it. Twice. I always watch it when it airs live with Twitter, which I was very quiet on Twitter. I just, I was just watching. Right. <laughs> and, um, and then I always, when it, um, it comes on Xfinity to like play whenever you want at about a little after 10. It mm. just shows up. So I always watch it again then and really just, concentrate on it and then I'll watch it again with notes like usually Tuesday night right that's my schedule (laughs) (laughs) anyway so I hadn't had a chance to talk to her after her first initial reaction Mm. which I was just so surprised it was over I just couldn't even talk about it I was like (laughs) (laughs) I know there's uh, with Romero, there's so much on the line right now with oh Romero. I'm, like, nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> and Emma and Dylan. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't leave. <laughs> well, I don't know. They could go, and that could be our little dream fantasy. <laughs> Just leave and never come back. <sighs> but they Dylan- need him. Dylan adds way too much to the show and to I the know. family. So I don't think, but I could see him possibly being the first to go. Yeah. It just seems logical if you look at the story as a whole. 
Yeah. He's got to be gone for everything else. Yeah. But it makes me sad. I know. But maybe he'll imagine him. Yeah, maybe. And Max Terrio won't leave forever. Well, it's the... I love Max Terrio. You know, he's doing such a fantastic job. I It's the character I would miss so much because yeah. just even... We've talked about it before. I mean, we're already getting into it. How just cool-headed he is. Like, the way he reacted when Norman was in Norma's robe and making breakfast at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Yeah. He did the same on the phone call in this episode. Just like, he just didn't freak out. And he was like, Norman, is your doctor around? Can I can I talk to him? <laughs> <You know? laughs> as much as Norman thinks he's normal, he's not. <laughs> oh, man, he, he yeah, is the crazy. This oh episode. yeah, he is like certifiable. Just exactly how you would expect a excuse my terms, just a crazy person to be. You know, yes, <laughs> the way they look at the world and the situation. Yeah. Oh, I'll be out of here. You know. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have lots to talk about. But I think if Dylan really leaves, that is what I would miss so much about him, is how he really is in the face of craziness with his mom and with his brother. He's just calm and collected and smart. And Yes, he's he's You normal. know, he's the voice of reason and... Yeah. He's just fantastic, and if he goes, I'm just going to be so sad. I am too, but he's got to go because of all these things. I know. The crazy's going to amp up, and, you know. Well, then he can go, like, the second to last episode of the last season. (laughs) (laughs) Or he could go to Seattle, and we could just, every episode, have a scene or two of just... (laughs) Phone calls. (laughs) Of just the, uh, does he go by Dylan Bates? No, Massett. Oh, Massey. Massey. The, the Massets. <laughs> how wonderful that is. <laughs> yeah. And they both have uh, some sort of thing that just gets them out of their mind. I don't know. So we could start off before we call Allie. Um, I just checked while I was like waiting for you to call back. Mm-hmm. I was like, wonder if we've gotten any more iTunes reviews. And we got two five stars. Yeah, I saw those. I saw them before we po- recorded last week, and I totally forgot. I didn't. Really I, nice. I totally. I haven't checked for in a long time, so I forgot. We could start with those, and then call Allie, and then do feedback. Okay. And then, I'm guessing, the recap's going to be tonight. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. So. Um. We already did the intro, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yes, we did. We did. Okay. Um, We got two new five-star iTunes reviews. And the first one is titled, Such a Great Podcast. And it's by K. Mick (laughs) Frises. And it says, I look forward to this podcast every week. It's fantastic. Keep up the good work, Sue and M. So thank you. Thanks. I'm glad you found us. Yeah. Um, the next one is titled Best Bates Motel Podcast by Page Up. 
And it says, have listened to others and thankfully found this one. Both Emily and Sue are having fun, and it is contagious. Really enjoyed their listener email and comments. Hopefully I will be able to get a room at the motel, but I'm thinking of asking if I can stay in Dylan's grow room. (laughs) Thanks for the great show. (laughs) I don't know if you want to stay in there anymore. (laughs) Well, if you want to stay in the barn, page up. You can. (laughs) Might run into Chick, and I don't know how that will go. (laughs) Sounds like it's abandoned. You could probably take it over. Yep. So that might be a fine idea. Yep. But thanks, you guys, and yeah, we appreciate you going over there and taking the time to do that. Absolutely. And we do have great listeners. The feedback is fun, so I'm glad that, so you that sent in feedback, you got complimented too. Yes, I like to think that the ones that catch our podcast and stay kind of um, get our sense of humor. And kind of have maybe similar ones. Mm-hmm. So your feedback is great. Because <laughs> we have like uh, similar senses of humor. Yes, absolutely. And yep. so that has been fun. That has been one of the fun things about our podcast is discovering like people that think like us and laugh at the same things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would you know, funnier than we are. <laughs> just make us laugh. <laughs> yep. I, uh... Yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite thing about doing this is yeah, the people we've quote-unquote met, mm-hmm. you know, so. But yeah, if you guys want rooms, a iTunes review gets almost there, but feedback or joining the Yes Mother Facebook group. Yeah, we kind of need a little more information from you, but we can tentatively set you up. Poonjab? Who was it? Poonjab. Page up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We can (laughs) tentatively set you up in the barn. Yep. Page up might like a room in the B&B since Matt A. has the googly eye plants in the Tilliad own ass room. Right. We're going to get pot coming out of our ears. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so. Okay, so thanks Both of you very much Yeah Um. Alright, so let's move on to feedback And our the first one we got is from Flora our Yay Lovely listener in France But and for last week's, right? It's pretty much for last week's Um but that's just fine, Flora. We've always said if you missed, you can always send feedback about the previous episode, and we'll still read it. So, right. Flora says, Dear M and Sue, I finally made up my mind to leave my room and join the campfire. Just picture the scene. All of us gathered around the freshly filled in pit, eating turkey pot pie and drinking apple cider while discussing the episode. <laughs> oh, I want that to happen. That sounds amazing. I do too. But I totally misunderstood her when she said she wanted to leave her room. I thought she um, wanted a room at the Nomero Inn or something. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I want to stay. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, oops, sorry. I'm on cold medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I was on cold medicine for much of last week. Um, okay, she says, season four has been a perfect storm of talent and emotion so far. 
I'm growing more and more fond of Freddy's acting, and I was thrilled to see him interact with new characters. I mean, how long has it been since we've seen Norman with a boy of his age? Yeah, this is yeah, fun. It's like season one. Yeah. Um, Julian seems like trouble, but I very much enjoyed their scene at the cafeteria. Pineview has already proved to be a beneficial change of scenery for the show, and I'm looking forward to experiencing more of this place. And now we know that he is trouble and very annoying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> The wedding scene was beautiful and funny, a sweet blend of love and confusion. Much as Romero's feelings are clear, Norma's are yet to be determined. She seemed conflicted about their new situation at first, but Romero's soothing presence quickly allied any second thought she may have had. The chemistry she's really... still confused about their situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the chemistry really peaked at the restaurant, I must say. And she says, what the bip, Dylan? Can't you call her mom? <laughs> I'm sure Norma would appreciate it. <laughs> she would. Yeah. I think she said as much in the first season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she did not enjoy him calling her Norma. But now I think it's just kind of their thing. I think so. So, thanks, Flora. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, Thanks. Hope to hear from you again. I hear from her on Twitter now and then. We have little tweets back and forth. Nice, nice. And Flora's in... She's in room 11 at the motel. Oh, and I've never mentioned this, and I keep forgetting to tell you. She made us a little uh, Romero Magical um, gif. Oh, really? Yeah, she stuck his head on like a fairy princess of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mention it. <laughs> but I've been enjoying it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And there's, uh, yeah, glitter I think comes out of her wand. And he kind of dances a little bit. Oh, that is too funny. Our next con- uh, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Our next comment card is from Daniel. He says, "Hey Sue and M, except for the outstanding ending, this episode was kind of a letdown for me in comparison to the rest of the season so far. I had a lot of mild boredom, perplexed confusion, and eye-rolling disbelief." <laughs> <laughs> There was the saccharine sweetness of the Normero honeymoon, (laughs) but that's just not my thing. Yes, we understand that. Um, Also, I believe this episode is the first where the co-stars Norma and Norman don't interact a single time. Probably accounts for some of my disappointment. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I didn't either. Interesting. And yeah, I guess this is the very first. Um... Okay, so I was confused why Norman would refuse to take the medicine the Pineview staff offered him. Didn't he say before he wanted to try medicine to see if it would help with his blackouts? Here's how I read it. I think, and this kind of plays out through the whole episode to the end. I think he got a little cocky Mm -hmm. about how Norma's the crazy one and he's not crazy. And yep. telling Dr. 
I don't know if he was super reassuring, <laughs> but telling Dr. Edwards, he seemed, when he woke up that day, he's like, Mom's a crazy one, I'm not crazy, I've let the cat out of the bag for everybody, and now I'm just going to go home and we'll deal with Mother. I think and so, too. That's what's going to go down, so I don't need medication, you know, all of this is for the guy, you know, that everyone thinks I am, but I'm not crazy. Yeah. And then he blacks out at the end of the episode, and he is freaked, and it's really sad. <laughs> I think he kind of, all the walls crashed down on him, and he lost all of his bravado that he's not the crazy one. I think so. And now he's just terrified. I think so, absolutely. But I think we did get a little window this morning that he's just like, everyone else is crazy but me. So I mean, I'm not taking would, this medication. I don't need it. He even says that. He says that to Dylan on the phone or something. Oh. Yes, and it was a very Hitchcockian line to me. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down. It's, oh, the world has the gone notes. mad, but I'm not. Right, right. So, yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think, conf like, confessing Norma's murders to the doctor, like, gave him some confidence or relieved him or... Yeah. Something that he's just like, okay, cat's out of the bag. Like you said, I, I don't need this medication. I'm going home today. You know, yep. they're all gonna see that I'm right. You know, <laughs> so yes. Okay, so that's what we think. Um, with the thing with Chick still feeling unresolved, I'd be surprised if this was really their way of writing Dylan and Emma off the show rather than setting us up for tragedy. But if it is, it's a huge waste. I'm with Matt A. The way to keep Dylan involved in the core storyline of the show, rather than the periphery he's felt like lately, is to have him become a White Pine Bay deputy and be there for everything that's going to go down with Norman and Romero. Put him in the uniform already. Happy endings bore me. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to have a happy ending, no matter what I've said. No, they're Dylan's not. Dying. But I totally agree with Daniel that if... This is what if they do just have Emma and Dylan move to Seattle, then I th that's a waste of time to me too. I don't like. No, I, I don't like it. They're setting. Okay, here's how Emily sees this. Dylan, right now, is riding on this high that okay, my mom's taken care of. She married the sheriff. Mm -hmm. He's got that taken care of. Norman is in. A mental institution. Yep. And he's just kind of dusting his hands off and being like, yeah, I can go to Seattle with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. He's in this little utopian. In a new relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the high of that. He wants to start over. What better? I... That just sounds like this is perfect. Oh, you know, absolutely. Still, everything's coming up Dylan. <laughs> Everything is coming up Dylan still. And, you know, moving to Seattle. That kind of... I could move to Seattle. It, Norman's an institution. Mom married the sheriff. Right. She's totally they don't protected. don't me anymore. That would be a way to just get away from Chick and whatever's going to happen there. Yeah. No, I can see it. I just... But it's not going to happen. It can't happen. It just can't. This little everything coming up Dylan is going to come crashing down real soon. Yeah. And it may involve Mrs. Dakota. Yeah. I, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. So, 
or things just crash down and he can't leave. But right now, we're all just going to, like, feed into his utopian wonderland <laughs> that's going on right now. <laughs> and it's not going to happen. But, you know, yeah. it'd sure be nice if it did, but it's not. And it is a happy ending. It's We're not getting any happy endings with this show, so sit tight, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't like that Norma threw Norman's picture in the drawer like that. I know she's mad and feels hurt by him right now, too, but still. I think that was a direct... I think she really took what Emma said to heart. I, I think, think she did, too. That was a direct response from Emma saying, you know, this hey. is good. You two are separated. You can live your own life a little bit. And I yeah. think she was... You know, she blew off Romero about going to the lights... She was very uncomfortable that morning, or however she was feeling. Things were going on in her head. And she gets home, she kind of looks in the fridge, blah, starts thinking about going with him, sees Norman, and she, I think she thinks of what Emma said and said, you know what, I'm going to go to this festival, I'm going to live my life. And Norman, it's a little weird to have my son... <laughs> Like, everywhere. <laughs> I know, it's like he's watching me pick out my clothes. <laughs> Just so that away. what if I put him in the drawer and take what Emma said and really try it out? Yeah, no, I agree. That's exactly what she was doing. I, I don't think she was trying to just shut Norman out completely. I think she was just like, you know what, this is an opportunity to just be Norma Louise. It's, it's another Norma Louise, you know, mm -hmm. just go be me. Norman's safe, you know. Yeah. So, it doesn't mean she doesn't love him still. Uh -uh, she does. She's doesn't. the sweetest boy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, she's just trying something new. Oh, and speaking of Norma Louise, last episode we were saying we had never seen Norma drunk before, but she was drunk in Norma Louise. You are correct. So. Hey, welcome to my world. <laughs> 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 That's right. Okay. Rolling my eyes so hard that Norman and Julian got into a strip club and don't get asked to show the IDs they don't have anyway. Yeah, I was wondering about yeah, that. Yeah, that was bull. They look very young, and those bouncers just kind of, yep. I know, just like, <laughs> come on in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really... Unreal. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever, show. Yeah, we say the same thing. Also, don't have a sign in the background that says live nude dancers when you damn well know you can't show that on any. <laughs> 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 and why couldn't they have gone to the candy stick joint Dylan went to in season one? How many strip joints are we expected to believe in a small town like White Pine Bay has anyway? I don't think they're in White Pine Bay. They're not in White Pine Bay. I think Daniel's forgetting that Pine View is quite a drive. You know, Norma. Right. It's quite a drive. It's not. It's I'd, not in town. No, and I would I wouldn't put it anywhere closer than about an hour. Would you? Nope. I. Yeah, it's def in a town that has one bank. Right. Which Mapleton had one bank. Right. They do not have Pine View there. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, in that 
there's just not going to be very many of those kinds of places around at all. I mean, they had that county place, and that wasn't that was in the next county, and then this Pine View, which who knows where it is. Anyway, they're somewhere away. They're not in. They're not in Pine View. Right. So you cannot. You don't need to roll your eyes so hard about that. <laughs> just keep rolling them about getting let in so easily. Yes. <laughs> um. It's not much, but it would have made the town feel a little more like a real place and not whatever the writers need this week. Okay, so you could <laughs> take whatever we said and <laughs> substitute that. <laughs> yeah, you know that Lights of Winter Festival? What? You haven't heard of it before? Oh yeah, it happens every year. <laughs> now this is okay too, because I think we've only been in White Pine Bay for maybe a year, right? Maybe a year and a half. A year and a half max. Yeah. And these, this, uh, I don't know. They could have just moved before the Winter Festival and just have no idea. Right. Well, no. There was some sort of lumberjack festival. <laughs> this town has a lot of festivals. They had the lumberjack one, the cider festival, now this. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure the cider festival was in White, White Pine Bay. Right. I think it was a little over, and they couldn't get a hotel at all in the town that the cider festival Gotcha, was gotcha. At. But that's what small towns need to do, is they need to have festivals, because people come. Yeah. You get weirdos out of the woodwork when you have a festival from anywhere in the county. Anyway, so I, I can buy that sh- we haven't seen the Lights of Winter Festival. I bet there's only been one since we've I think Norma and Norman were busy dumping Keith Summer's body when the last one was happening (laughs) yep (laughs) dealing with the Asian sex trade and you know they were busy there's been a lot going on Um, I love how Norman looks like he's studying the dancers when he watches them on stage oh my goodness he like sits back and he puts his index finger over his lips. I know. <laughs> He's like, hmm. <laughs> that was my favorite. I know. Freddie was awesome. Yeah, he was amazing. I'm definitely confused as to why Norman's mother persona would start flirting with Athena, the stripper, and even make out with her a little. Real Norma has always been pretty judgmental towards women like that. Sex crazed women. Yep. That was my. That was me. And has certainly never exhibited any hint of playful bisexual curiosity around Norman. I get that he's seen his mother be seductive and flirty before, with him no less. But was that just mother's way of getting Athena where she wanted her before attempting to murder her with the screwdriver, if that was her plan at all? Or can we retroactively infer that Norman started sexy time with Miss Watson way back when as Norma? Norman looks so ridiculous in that feather get up though I couldn't stop giggling oh man <laughs> it I was amazing it. I think it was she I think she was getting her where she wanted her it it was a little strange and I didn't mm-hmm. think twice about it the first time oh I watched it I don't know why I was just like watching <laughs> and then the second and third time I was thinking this is a little weird but it was my- a little weird my third time, I was. I You could see her disappointment and annoyance when the stripper got up to yes. see what the hubbub was about. Yes, I noticed that. that. 
she was like just kind of getting her relaxed and where she wanted her. And I guess she's not above making out with the stripper to get her there. That's that's the only thing that makes sense to me because the first couple times I was really confused by it. I was like, why, why are they doing this? <laughs> you know, what is what is happening here? But and Norma is judgmental, but she's a little more worried more than judgmental about Norman and sex and stuff. Right, right. He misinterprets it, perhaps. Or his mother persona is his guilty conscience getting some weird guilt about sex that we don't quite understand. Right. And when I was watching it closely, taking the notes, that's when I really caught the look on Norma's, head Norma's face when Julian's in the hallway yelling for Norman and Athena gets up off her lap, it was like, ah, you know, I just yeah. had her where I wanted her. And that wasn't, oh, I was having fun getting a lap dance. No. It was, I was going to kill this lady because she deserves it. Right. And, I mean, she has this look and she immediately reaches back and grabs the screwdriver. So I think, yeah, I think if Ju- Julian saved that girl's life, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, 100%. There, I believe that. Yeah. Um, it seemed pretty obvious that Rebecca is behind the break-in and ransacking of the Bates house somehow. Knew she was going to make trouble for them. Question is, did she get the money? That is a question. I don't know. Did he take the key and, like, put it in his pocket and separate it from the money, or did he put it back with I the money? I think he put it back. Okay, that's... So... Because <laughs> to me... Okay. So, say we believe, and I have no idea where our conversation with Alec is going to go in this. With so, Alec. I don't know if people have heard my possibility that this is uh, Mrs. Decody that ransacked the house. Um, it's only like a tiny sliver in my mind that that's an open possibility. Right. Because it seemed pretty obvious it was Rebecca. And... If it was, I think she, that means she's pretty crazy, right? Sure. I mean, unhinged craziness to me. Yep. So, that was just the only possibility is her, him giving her that key, saying, get that three million and never come back. But I don't know. If you can, if you can. If you can deal with that kind of crazy in that way or not, mm-hmm. it kind of seems you can't. Because, you know, she was all, it's, they made it pretty clear, and this is pretty brilliant. They made it pretty clear that it was a very casual booty call relationship they had. Right. And through looks she's given, it's pretty clear that she's just, I don't know, the jealous type. I think and so. And a little unhinged. I think so. I think I think Romero suddenly marrying Norma unhinged her. Yeah. Which is weird cuz it didn't seem like they had that kind of relationship where well, it should. She could have just been putting up a front to Romero and just hoping And she looked like she kind of was. Yeah, and just hoping the whole time that this would turn into something more serious and just, you know, yeah. beat buddies. So 
Well, put yourself in her situation. When you hear that, is the first thing you're going to say is, well, I can still sleep with whoever I want. I don't feel sorry. Right. That's a defense. No, that's a defense. You know, that's, you didn't just slap me in the face. I'm okay. You know, I can sleep with whoever I want, you know. But I think that really stung her. And because she probably thought, why wouldn't the whole time, like, why wouldn't Romero just suddenly fall in love with me i'm successful i'm pretty Mm -hmm. you know we're age appropriate we you know i mean really why not she looked you know yep so or this is all red herring and she's not the one that ransacked the house yeah they're just trying to make it look that way but i kind of think the interesting story is that she's gonna make super trouble oh yeah so, which means I don't think she has the key, because if she has the key, she has the other key at the bank. She can get the money and just bail, and we'll never see her again. The more interesting thing is that she didn't find the key, and this is going to be an ongoing. So, that means that that's what she was at Romero's house for. She was looking for the key. Why is she sh- so sure Bob is dead, and why is she she's so sure that he killed him? I don't know. I guess because Bob hasn't contacted her to meet up and get that $3 million or something. Because she says something when she's talking to Romero like, you know, if Bob had the key, I think he would have contacted me or something. Yeah, well, I also think Bob had enough to sustain him and he would probably lay low for a little while. And that would be the smart thing to do. And the smart thing to me, not knowing if he's dead or alive, is to not touch that money. Because if you're going to touch the money right now... Right. But I guess she couldn't. Because if, if he's alive in her mind, he's got the key. Right. So if she ever can produce that key, then that means he's dead if she can have the money, I guess. She seems pretty sure, though, that he killed him. And he kind of... I thought Romero gave it away a little bit more than he should have. <laughs> I don't have the key. Instead of... Well, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I think when he said, I don't have the key, he kind of gave himself away that he killed him and he doesn't have the key. I think he slipped a little bit. Yeah, because he also didn't, because when she said, you know, I'm just going to ask you, did you kill Bob Paris? He's like, I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. I mean, just say no. <laughs> say no. Are you <laughs> yeah. crazy? You know, <laughs> so he didn't, you know, he didn't answer her. He beat around the bush you know he didn't and he kind of said the what you say when you don't want to say <laughs> when you don't want to lie right you know that's the obvious thing to say i'm not going to even dignify that with an answer exactly that's a giveaway right there it's like oh, okay <laughs> and then when she goes on he's like we shouldn't be talking like this and then i don't have the key right it, uh, i think he made a mistake well I think he was a little rattled, too, because he didn't sure. know about the key. This is the right. first he's hearing about the safety deposit box with $3 million in it. Right. So he's probably just in his head going, what is going on? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have the key because at that point, he doesn't know he does have the key. Yep. He can now probably... Rebecca has the other key. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, interesting. Yep. But I'm going to go with she did not get the money because 
if she got the money, she got the key. And then we'd never see her again. And I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not convinced that's true. I think with the kind of crazy that would cause her to jealously do that, I don't think the money's going to be enough. Mm, gotcha. I guess we'll see. guess we will. Norman's final speech to Dr. Edwards was so heartfelt and emotional it made me feel so bad for him. It was heartbreaking seeing him so completely overwhelmed and tentatively reaching out for help. It just shows that no matter what we've seen Norman do so far, Freddie Highmore can make him an incredibly sympathetic character. Still, he said. <laughs> yeah. Until um, next week, Daniel. Oh, if you didn't just get heartbroken at that oh. last scene, then, oh, it was so sad. It was so heartbreaking. Just him coming to this realization and do you think he came to do you think he saw himself in the mirror wearing that feather thing and that's what did it well he knows he's wearing the feather thing (laughs) right you you mean after he got crunched into the mirror and then he's like right because that seems to be like when he just kind of went oh you know it like kind of knocked it out of him. Yeah. Knocked the norm out of him for yeah. a time and went back to normal. Yeah. Because he would have seen the way the show, you know, he would have seen head normal wearing it, but then suddenly he's wearing it. Is is that what, hmm. do you know what I mean? Is that what made him go, I need help? <laughs> well, I am not convinced he right away always has the image of head norma doing stuff. I think they come back in flashes to him later. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, could happen then. Later. Right. I just think... I think you're right, though. I think having him be wearing the boa and having no idea what was happening was just absolutely jolting to him. I think so, because he... That final scene, like when he's sitting in the back of the ambulance and... It's like he's got no memory of hardly any of this. He's like, where am I? You know, Dr. Yeah. Edwards, where where am I? You know, like. Which I think when you get out of a fugue state, you do lose a lot of short-term memory. Right. You know, he may eventually get it back. But right now, he is just raw. He doesn't know what's going on, and he's terrified. We're back to Norman that knows something's wrong with him and is scared. Right. Yeah. And we haven't seen that for all season. We haven't seen that for a couple seasons, I think. I don't know. If... No, last season he had some. Yeah, because last season was all the fallout from the Blair Watson. Oh well, right, not yeah. all of it, but let's see. Last season was him like hiding the dress and stuff, so he knew something was going on. Yeah, no, yeah. there was terrifying yeah, you're right. parts. You're Plus, right. um, his sexual attraction to his mom was <laughs> disturbed him. <laughs> It's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Well, thanks, Daniel. Yeah. All right. So our next comment card is from Harold. He says, so what is the deal with Rebecca the Beat Buddy? (laughs) (laughs) You started something, Christiane. (laughs) Yep. Um, he says, I got pretty suspicious when she asked Romero if he had killed Bob Paris and tried to get him to produce a safety deposit key. 
I'm not sure if she is actually trying to get the money so she can skip town or if she is working with the DEA to bring him down in return for a lesser sentence. Producing the key would be the evidence the DEA would need. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's an interesting theory. I I read this before I watched it for the last time, and I don't see her. I think she was pretty pure in that scene with him at the bank. I really don't think she was trying to work with the DEA. Yeah, I don't at that point. Yeah, I don't think it's there yet. Could be. Could it go could. there. Could. Yeah. That's an easy way. That's an easy way that it could go. Yes. I'm not saying a bad way, but easily that could be a way that they go. Right. Right. Um, he says, also, is she jealous or not? Jealous. Jealous. No <laughs> way not. <laughs> she said last week that she doesn't think of him too often, yet they played it like she is ready to claw away at Norma. Maybe she wanted to wanted a more serious relationship with Romero, but he said he wasn't interested because that never works out for him, and now she feels burned. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I wonder if she had maybe hinted at a relationship maybe who knows months ago and he told her that that never works out and then all of a sudden he's married that really could have spurred some oh totally total yeah yeah interesting um i kept on waiting for dylan to call norma or romero about norman's phone call i guess he thought norman was too delusional for it to be worthwhile to give them a heads up that a search warrant might be in their future was, yeah, I'm disappointed in him not calling her all Yeah, I really thought he would have. But I guess... I guess he just must have thought, well, that he's at Pineview, they'll take care of him. You know, that he was just being weird. Right. There's also the factor that he was um, changing his tire... Mm-hmm. You know, he had a flat tire and he was changing it and maybe a little distracted. And maybe it was one of those things that you're like, oh, I got to have a conversation with mom about normal about this. Right. And I'm on my way to Emma's. I think I'll do it later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put off that call because it's going to be dramatic and I'm not ready. I mean, that is something I do. That's going to be a heavy conversation. So I'm going to get all this stuff done first. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And perhaps it just got away from him. Yeah. As we've explained earlier, he's just kind of in that state with Emma and I don't know. I don't think he wants any drama right now. He's really focused on Emma. But yeah, I also... I'm surprised. I'm surprised there wasn't a phone call. But those are the only explanations I can really. And you know, think maybe of. there was, and they just cut it out because it just, I don't know. Mm, yeah. You never know. Um, he says, "Who is the set director, and why did they make sure to have multiple signs in the background of the club proclaiming nude dancers?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any nude dancers. <laughs> were we supposed to just shush that they were all wearing clothes? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it was pretty cheesy. It's possible that I don't. I don't know a lot about strip clubs, but maybe there's like a certain time of the night where it goes from clothes to nude. Yeah, I. 
I know there's weird laws in Utah about it, and from yeah, what I've we heard, have a... we're not the only ones. Like, I think it's the same in Canada, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. It could be in other places that if they serve alcohol, the women cannot be completely nude. If they don't serve alcohol, they can. In Utah? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. See, I have a friend that stripped for a year. My best good friend at Riverside. And... I, you know, so I got some inside info that I normally wouldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> about strip clubs in Utah. Um, you know, like I know they have to wear pasties. Right. That's about as naked as they could go. So she probably worked at one that did, that served alcohol. Okay. I didn't know that, that if they don't serve alcohol, they can actually go nude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, my what the bib about the strip club was. For a small town strip club, these girls were really good looking and nice outfits. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the Hollywood thing. <laughs> I was expecting like a messed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, how we don't even know Pineview is that a town? You know, we don't know how big it is. Eh, it looked kind of small. I'm guessing small. Because they like were on this kind of deserted highway, and then right. they didn't right. allegedly didn't drive very far. Yeah, they just and it did look pretty shabby and stuff. Right. So yeah, that was the Hollywood. Yeah, you know, glammed them up because they can do that. <laughs> yep. Um. He says, "My what the bip was that head Norma is bi curious and likes a lap dance now and then." <laughs> <laughs> I think we kind of covered that, though. Yeah. And I think it makes sense the way M described it or explained it. I tried it. <laughs> um, what? No episode next week? <laughs> yeah. Same. We're not happy about that. Nope. Either, Harold. <laughs> he he says, I give this 7 out of 10 fake out screwdrivers. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. So, Kimberly says, hi, Sue and M. Just a note about episode three. I was also wondering about the green drink. <laughs> Thank you. Cat <laughs> was too. We talked about it. <laughs> she says, I think other patients were drinking the green drink too. I haven't had time to watch again. So I noticed again, I watched, I did watch it. I think I watched it Sunday night, preparing to watch this one again, this one for the first time, that you see someone drinking Mountain Dew so you see the direct contrast of what Mountain Dew actually looks like and what that drink was <laughs> so it wasn't flat Mountain Dew <laughs> no it was not for sure <laughs> mystery is ongoing <laughs> yes <laughs> okay oh no just when Norma and Alex looked happy at the fair more complications I think Rebecca will be trouble but I think Alex will have to make some kind of deal with her. This is how it's going to be to keep the DEA away. He always manages to cover up. Let's hope he does with this. Without resorting to, like, killing her or something. I wouldn't be surprised. I've, I said it earlier. I, like, in a different episode. I I think Rebecca's going to be his kill this episode, this season. Hmm. I think that's really sad. I, I I have no love for Rebecca. I'm like, I'm not sad. The thought of him having to kill her makes me sad. It makes me sad for Romero. 
Not that he mm. doesn't seem like any. I, I think he. He'll is. justify it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I suppose. She says, I was nervous for the stripper. Yeah, you should have been. I was surprised that she didn't get scared when he put the screwdriver on the table. I oh. think that the only thing that saved her was the commotion of Jillian. Yes. <laughs> what is going on next week? No base motel. Kim in the candy corn room. Thanks, Kim. And yeah, I mean... I would have been a little nervous about that screwdriver. Are you kidding me? That is... I'm out of here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. Okay. One, she looked really young. Yeah. And two, she was pretty... She saw that wad of cash. And I think she had little dollar signs in her eyes. Yeah, I guess so. And she was willing to do whatever to get some of that cash. Yeah. And I think maybe her youngness, she's probably a tad inexperienced and <clears throat> shushed the screwdriver. Oh, it's a handyman. She probably gets a lot of white collar <laughs> or a blue collar. It's a handyman. You know. <laughs> Scares around the screwdriver in his pocket like handymen do. <laughs> Don't they? <laughs> uh, I think they have a tool belt. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, I will say about her, she was pretty savvy, though, when he was kind of going back and forth between Norma and Norman and talking in first person and then third person. She caught that. Oh, yeah. She... Just rolled with rolled it. Rolled with it. I think oh, that's, that's part of the little money signs. Just yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Which were all just, I would not make a good stripper. Because I would, red flags. <laughs> oh, I'd be the worst stripper. <laughs> I'd be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would be just scared of everyone. Yeah, I'd be scared of everyone, and I'd feel like an idiot. Well, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, there were several things that happened that would have made me just up and run out of that room. (laughs) But, whatever. I've seen too many movies. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I can't do this. So, thanks, Kimberly. Yes. Um, Our next comic card is from Julia. And she says, wow, this is officially the best show on TV. It's absolutely unbelievably incredible. And I think this episode may be my favorite to date. Oh, nice. Hmm. Did I hear correctly that we have to wait two weeks for the next episode? (laughs) (laughs) WTF show? We all think so. Um, here are some thoughts on Lights of Winter. What in the world was Dylan doing when Norman called him? Oh, he was changing, changing his tire. <laughs> he had a flat. <laughs> I giggled a little when Norman said, it will all fall to shit. I did too. <laughs> I, did too. <laughs> I giggled simply because it was Norman who said it. <laughs> yes, <Yep>. absolutely. <laughs> um, Dylan, when is telling a clearly agitated, crazy person to calm down ever actually calm them down? (laughs) (laughs) Never once. (laughs) 
Norma's adorable mumbling about Romero being a big guy. <laughs> oh my, Norma. <laughs> that cracked me up so hard. I mean, how can you not laugh at that? She's the best. <laughs> Apparently she giggled through the whole thing too. <laughs> yes. I lo- A&E like, posts all these little gifts um, while the show's going. <laughs> and they did a little gif of that scene and they put their own like subtitle that said awkward word vomit. <laughs> It was totally Norma's word vomit. We haven't seen that for a while. I know. (laughs) It was was good to see again. It's been a while. Well, so funny. (laughs) Julia's next bullet point. So Norman's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Vera Farmiga and Freddie Highmore. I mean, the acting on this show isn't even on the same playing field as most all other TV shows. Like, wow. Vera's ability to say so much without saying anything at all is simply incredible. Yeah, I got to say, you know, Rob and I, will we don't watch a lot of shows at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, not. On the TV in our bedroom, we watch Conan, you know. Right. Little things like that, but sometimes we'll both be doing something else, and just a show will be running, and I will just look up and watch half a scene, and just go, "How do people watch this crap?" <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the writing and the acting is horrible. It's unwatchable. And yeah, this show is so good. Yeah. There's a lot that are really good, but. This is one of them. <laughs> this, yeah, I agree. This, they're acting. It's always been good, but man, this season, maybe I'm just so happy it's back and we're watching new ones and I'm noticing it all over again. Or, but no, it just really up. has stepped up. At least Freddie Highmore, and he's never been bad. Right. He's been always really good, but he's just got more to do, and he is. He's got it. I mean, he is. Yep. He is equal to what he needs to do. He's doing it. Yep. Yep. Vera always has. I mean, yes. it's like a broken record. She's been amazing. Right. But yeah. And she is keeping it up. But Freddie's really blowing my mind this year. Yeah. Just because he's had to step up and he's done it. And I'm impressed. I am too. And it's just so great to see. I'm so glad that. It's getting to this, you know, intensity with him, and he's just keeping up with it instead of, like, this is too much for me, I can't do, you know. Oh, he did, I think, my favorite thing he's ever done, ever. And that was his body language, walking out of that VIP room with the screwdriver, Norma, as Norma, Mm -hmm. was just my favorite. I loved it. He nailed it. It was so awesome. I Just loved every it. That was bit great. I loved it in this episode when he's on the phone with Dylan and <laughs> Dylan's like, can I talk to your doctor or something? And Norman just like takes the phone away and just says to nobody like, what is wrong with everybody? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just love it. how he just like <laughs> took the phone away from his ear. <laughs> like, he's just so like, what? <laughs> it's so great. Um, <laughs> Okay, she says, did you notice the fancy blinking motel sign? It was pretty snazzy. Yeah, I noticed for the first time it blinked. I didn't know that. Yeah. It, the Bates Motel sign? Yeah. Did you notice 
how weathered it looks? I did not. Huh. It has not aged well at all. And I thought, man, they need their money back or something. Interesting. We'll she needs to... to call the sign people because it is rusted and it's looking terrible. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she says, Haha, is the adorable old man. Yep, his name's Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> I need to send a personal thank you to whoever named him Dickie because that is the best. In my notes, I have a parenthesis. I'm like, his name's Dickie. <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> she says, of course it is. And apparently Norm met him yesterday and this morning, twice. <laughs> I just have to say I love Dickie. I think Dickie is my chick. Dickie, I was going to say, <laughs> Dickie is the poochie for this season to me. Like, <laughs> if Dickie's not in an episode, he loses a point. Yep, he's <laughs> definitely my chick. <laughs> I just loved it when like Norman shakes his hand. I know. <laughs> he just holds his hand out until Norman shakes it, and Norman knows he's got to shake it or he won't stop. <laughs> and I love that he was wearing a cardigan and a sweater vest, and they were both printed, and they were totally clashing. It was so cute. <laughs> I love Dickie. We do. Dickie in every episode, please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> and just watching everything they say. I know he just sticks so around and he's just so interested. <laughs> you it, know, was, he, it was great. He doesn't even know who's talking <laughs> or what it's about. <laughs> when I was doing the notes last night during this scene, I kept having to pause it to write things down and just I look up and the look on Dickie's face. Was the best every time I paused it. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to watch this scene again and pause it like every five seconds. Okay, I will. <laughs> <That's amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> it would make me laugh every time I looked up. <laughs> um, okay. She says, oh my gosh. When Emma asked Dylan to go with her to Washington, I was just like, run, Forrest, run. Please, quickly, leave, go away, and never come back. Get the hell out of that crazy-ass town while you still can. Go live happily ever after in Seattle. I'm begging you, please. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, as of last season, Romero was still on the flip phone bandwagon. Glad to see he's upgraded to a smartphone. <laughs> Nice observation, Julia. <laughs> he totally was. <laughs> uh, whenever Norman talks to the Pineview people, it's oddly comedic. I laugh so hard every single time. As well as during scenes that I'm pretty sure aren't meant to be funny in any way. <laughs> I just laugh at Norman. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, the Pineview scenes are great. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, look. When she, and Dickie lives there. <laughs> when the orderly comes up and tries to get him to go to group, he goes, well done, okay. You know? <laughs> I know. And he, like, kind of reaches for him. <laughs> well done, okay. <laughs> you did your job. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how things run around here. I'm leaving. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so we find it funny, too, Julia. So, yep. <laughs> um Emma is like the fifth person to reassure Norma 
she's doing the right thing. And once again, Romero told her everything's going to be okay. Stop lying to the woman. <laughs> oh, that was sad. <laughs> Norman Bates in the strip club. Yeah, I'm sure this will turn out just peachy. <laughs> hey, look, I was right. <laughs> um, so is bad Norma a lesbian now? <laughs> That scene was um, a bit odd, to say the least. The show doesn't hold back, that's for sure. Just goes from one extreme to the next, and I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I guess she's not above faking it to uh, to get a kill in. <laughs> nope. That's all I can say about it. Yep. Um, I'm liking Dr. Edwards more and more each week. I really love what he brings to the show. Me oh, too. I love Dr. Edwards. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's awesome. Uh, Norman, you're literally breaking my heart right now. I think Emily should have a separate mama bear bed just for Norman. He needs it now more than ever. He totally needed a little mama bear bed. <laughs> totally does. Um, d- d- okay, so our next is talking about the preview for the next episode. Oh, is that what the episode's called? Yeah. So okay. should we do that Leave. one later? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we'll read that part later, Julia. So she says, now on a somewhat unrelated note, I've saved the most peculiar callback to season one. He he, oh, peculiar <laughs> part of the email for last. Yesterday evening, I unexpectedly acquired a new pet from a neighbor who no longer wanted to be bothered with the responsibility. She is a one-year-old African pygmy hedgehog. <laughs> Yay. Yes, a hedgehog. <laughs> anyway, I thought y'all would appreciate the fact that I decided to name her, drumroll please, Louise. <laughs> In honor of the most impulsive, damaged, yet sensitive, adorable woman on television. <laughs> B&B is pet friendly, right? LOL. I believe we have made it pet friendly. Yes, absolutely. Last season. And hedgehogs are adorable. Yeah, our mother had a pet hedgehog. Yep, she named it Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Our mom loved what she called the woodland creatures. <laughs> yeah, little forest woodlands. <laughs> yeah, she loved hedgehogs and squirrels and foxes and and things like that. And one year for her birthday, we all pitched in and got her the cage and the gloves and, and a little hedgehog as a pet. And she had her for, I don't know, at least a couple years, couple years two or three years. So... She used to give it a little treat of a little piece of a hot dog every night, and she would let it, like, roam around the yard when she did gardening. And yeah. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> yep, she named it Mrs. Tiggy Winkle after that's the hedgehog in the Beatrix Potter stories, right? Yeah. Yep, our mom loved, obviously, Beatrix Potter, because it's all about those little woodland yep. animals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's awesome. And, yes, your Louise is totally welcome. At the B&B. Yep. Um, she says, P.S. You don't have to include that last section on the podcast. Just thought y'all might enjoy it. <laughs> Till next week, Julia in the Razor Clam room. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. All right. Well, do you need to go to scout school? Okay. Do you want to just stop now then? Yeah, let's just stop now. Okay. Just, we'll do maps when we get back. Okay. All right. So our next feedback is from Matt A. in the Chill Your Own Ass Room. Mm-hmm. All right. 
this going? Make sure my Matt iPad's A and volume off. Possibly his GPS girlfriend. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't appear last time. Nope. Maybe they're in a fight. says to Norman, oh, we know you weren't taking your meds. Okay, and? And? Are you, gonna, are you going to make him take his meds? Like, what's going on? Like, why do you just allow patients to uh, trick your security guards and get out and run away and then you go pick them up and you bring them back and it just seems kind of pointless. Like, what are, what, who is paying all this money to send their family members to this facility and there's no security and there's no oversight? I totally agree. Uh, let's see what else. So Norman's little playmate is played by Marshall Allman, who has been in a ton of stuff, a lot of TV stuff. I think I first saw him on Prison Break. He played the the kid on that show, and then he was Sam's half brother on True Blood. And just go look at oh, him. Yeah. He's been acting. He's been doing stuff for a while, for over a decade, and he hasn't he aged. It's kind of remarkable. But always good to see that guy. Um, what else? So at that fair that Norma went to, did everyone buy those umbrellas with the twinkly lights on them? Or is it just like a White Pine Bay thing where uh, that's uh, everybody has that kind of umbrella? There was I someone selling them. That just about everybody walking around had that umbrella. They so were selling them. I heard they, someone. Did they buy them there? How, how much do they cost? Did they already have them? Did they give them away? They say, hey, come on in, and as part of the ambiance, we want you to carry around this umbrella. And when you leave, you just deposit them in the light-up umbrella bin, because we're going to need them for next year. And that was a big question mark for me. Uh, I don't care about Romero's uh, sort of love interest, I don't know, banker acquaintance, lady friend, like, I don't even care. Like, I'm just going to predict that she ends up dead somehow, and... Whatever. Romero. Uh, no, no offense against the actress. The actress is fine. It's just that's a character. I just don't understand what the, what's going on there. I don't care about it. Um, yeah. And Dylan and Emma are cute. That's about all that happened in this episode, right? Oh, uh, I just want to say that strip clubs are gross. I would never go to a strip club. <laughs> Agreed. You know what? I, maybe I shouldn't say that they're gross because I've never been. That's kind of uh, judgmental of me. But they are. They're disgusting. Don't go. I thought for a bit of fun, though, you could. Everyone should turn on their search engines of choice. I use Bing because I like my Amazon gift cards and put in nearest strip club and then see what comes up. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> I didn't find too much when I put in nearest strip club. I think, number one, strip clubs don't seem to have websites. And number two, they don't appear to be like reviewed on Yelp or anything. Uh, I find some adult uh, toy shops. One's called Not Too Naughty. Then we have Fantasy Girls, Ambers, and Feelmore. And you can uh, learn more about Feelmore by going to feelmore510.com. Feelmore, <laughs> Adult Gallery, official sponsor of Yes Mother Podcast. <laughs> 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 
Um, thanks, Matt. <laughs> thanks, Matt. <laughs> I don't know about our official sponsor. <laughs> it would have just been so awesome if his GPS woman was like, Fillmore, one mile ahead. <laughs> Turn right on your... <laughs> Ambers is on your left. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like Shh. <laughs> Shut up, no friend. <laughs> Leave me with some secrets. <laughs> Gross, right. <laughs> this is for more than fisting. It's <laughs> good to know. <laughs> Well, I've used my fist for a lot of things and <laughs> like, never for fisting. Punching <laughs> <laughs> <Hunting> sharks. <laughs> oh, don't Google fisting. Matt, I guess. <laughs> Interesting and informative feedback as always. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, if you don't know, Kat's our sister. <laughs> oh, yes. She's There's the another one, one in age between Sue and I. Yep. If you haven't listened to Sue Watches a Buffy, yes, there's three of us. There's actually four of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amy, a.k.a. Mama Bird, has not made a showing yet. No. She never even listened. Like, when I was on my trip to Utah with Dad and Amy a couple weeks ago for Hope's wedding, um, I was listening to one of your podcasts. I think it was a Sue Watches Buffy, and I was just back there laughing to myself. And <laughs> Sue, or Amy was like, are you still listening to the podcast? She was very interested because I was laughing a lot, you know. <laughs> She's like, I've got to start listening to them. And I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> Amy, if you ever listen to this, don't Google fisting. <laughs> don't Google fisting. Please, please, please don't Google fisting. <laughs> Oh, all right. So do you want to read Christiane's? I sure would. Okay, she says, Dear Em and Sue, thank you so much for the warm welcome. The mama bear room is nice and cozy, and I'm as happy as a little razor clam in here. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm a little worried about this redhead who's been lurking around the Normaro Inn lately. 
I get the feeling she's planning something, so maybe you could send someone to keep an eye on her. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've got... Norm and I have brooms always in hand to shoo Raph like her right out the door. So yep. Don't worry. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm a little embarrassed by my rant from last week. Before I sent in my feedback, I had read several posts by Normero haters that said Norma was just using Romero, and the writers were going to turn him into a bad guy this season. And for a moment, I was afraid they might be right, since Norma, and especially Romero, seemed a bit out of character to me in that episode. I can get a little too emotional when it comes to Normero. <laughs> we need emoticons. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's alright, we understand. You can get kind of yeah. sucked into other people's opinions sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Nothing to be embarrassed about. No, it was, it was an interest. it was fun to talk about because it was a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, however, re-watching the episode and listening to your podcast really helped to put things into perspective and now I like the episode much more than I did at first. While oh. I still have some issues with Norma jumping into Romero's arms because she was sad about Norman, I believe you're right about the writers using parallels to show us how this relationship is different. Episode 4 was proof of that. I love the awkward morning after scene and Norma's little giggles at the festival. We've never seen her so happy before, and for a moment I almost believed that it's all going to be okay in the end. But poor Norma can't get a break, can she? Once she's finally able to relax a little, her house is broken into. Sad face emoticon. (laughs) (laughs) The scene between Norma and Emmett at the hospital was adorable, and it's too bad we probably won't be getting many scenes with those two this season. Emma asking Dylan to come to Seattle with her was interesting. I wonder if Dilemma will be written off the show this season. Like I've stated before, I don't think so. I think this is the... Oh, could they get out? Maybe they'll get out. Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel about it. Sad as that is. Okay, it bothered me a little that Dylan is suddenly willing to drop everything for Emma. They are cute and deserve a happy ending, but come on. Dylan was so happy to finally have a family, and now he's just going to leave them? I was expecting him to return home, or at least call Norma after he got that phone call from Norman. But he didn't do anything. Weird. Maybe he wasn't worried because he knew the police was already there? I wonder if Norman's reaction would have... I wonder what Norman's reaction would have been if Dylan had told him about that. Oh yeah, Norman still has no idea. About the marriage? Romero, yeah. 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 That's going to be an interesting reveal. It is. And I have a sinking. I, I don't know. I don't think it. I think it's going to happen soon. And I I can't see it. Anyway, I just. It occurred well, to me that one way that they could be killed is him just, like, finding them in bed and just, like, finding out they're married and just go nuts. Right. Or, you know, they were taking. They were taking all those photographs at the festival. Like, it made me laugh that, like, these people want to have a picture with you. You know, it's like, he's the sheriff. One of my few notes was, um, (laughs) does anyone really care about the sheriff? I know, I know. It's a local story. What are you talking about? I I lived in a small town. No, they're not. (laughs) I know, I know. Exactly. We lived in a town about the size of White Pine Bay. (laughs) But, I mean... What if he's close enough? What if, like, on the local news, 
What if he's like oh. in the lounge and watching the news or something? And the they're like, in, in White Pine Bay, they had the Winter Lights Festival last night. And I was like, Romero <laughs> and Norma. <laughs> well, can't you see that that would be like just the thing to like flip him out? That I would guess that he holds. Romero is the one that came to his house and bodily took him out of the house and put him in right. Pine right. View. And then. Him finding out that they, like, immediately got married, this is not going to go well. They got married the next morning. (laughs) Yeah, it is not going to go well. This is going to be revealed. Yeah. But it's so much more like Norman to just try to punish them. Not, like, kill them, but psychologically punish them. Well, and that makes sense, because I don't think we're ready to kill them yet. No, no, we got nothing to do. At least, yeah. So but no, he will make their lives miserable, though. It's gonna be so fun. And then kill them. <laughs> and then kill. Them. <laughs> and then, and then he's gonna kill them. Or he'll try to make Norma jealous somehow, or do something. Yeah, it's like it's they gonna... used to do. Remember those little games they used to play, like make <laughs> each other jealous. Oh yeah, like seeing other people. <laughs> Norman. Like your... Kissing oh, Emma in the living room. <laughs> and, like, looking at Norma the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, yeah. yes. Maybe, maybe Romero will be more like a Chet from Psycho 4 and, like, give him some boxing lessons. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> they pay homage to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Norman walks in. No, Romero walks in the kitchen. Hey, Normie! <laughs> I'll just <laughs> takes his toast. <laughs> I'll just be waiting for the wee wee pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, there's going to be a lot of tangents. There's three of us now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Going to get tangential. Yeah. Rebecca needs to go away. I didn't like her at first, but now I really hate her. The look she gave Norman Romero at the festival spoke volumes. I'm almost certain she was the one who trashed the house looking for the key, or at least tipped someone else off. She possibly knows about Romero killing Bob, and the DEA are on to her. Nothing good will come out of this. No, I'm afraid she's right. Yep. There goes my theory about Julian being a hallucination. Turns out he is very real and he likes to cause trouble. Their little adventure was fun to watch until Norman turned into Mother. That scene with her and the stripper was disturbing and I was worried Mother would try to kill the stripper any second. Uh, While I find it hard to like Norman these days, the last scene between him and Dr. Edwards in the car broke my heart. Oh my goodness. I'm really interested how the Pineview storyline will progress now that Norman has finally accepted he needs help. Although I got a sinking feeling when Dr. Edwards said he hadn't gotten very far with Julian. Well, Norman and Julian are very different. Yeah. But I just don't see him getting too far with Norman. (laughs) It wouldn't serve the story very well. Right, he can't go home scared. No, I don't know what's going to happen, but something. Yeah, but it can't be in White Pine Bay forever, or Pine View forever either. 
So it'll be interesting. All right, random thoughts. You're a big guy. I mean, big and tallish. This line made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> I didn't think it could get more awkward than the hug last season. <laughs> pretty awkward. <laughs> and I don't think it does get more awkward than the hug. But this was awkward. <laughs> Why did Norma take off her wedding ring when she went to visit Emma? I didn't notice she did. And I didn't notice that either. Because she's, she told Dylan, and he's got to know that he would have told Emma. Yeah. Although I'm not sure he did, to hmm. be honest. I don't. I didn't notice. Yeah, that doesn't seem like that odd. I don't know. That's a good question, and I didn't notice. Well, it could just be like a weird nervous tick she's got. Like maybe she's just not used to wearing it. Yeah, she and, and feels she uncomfortable was, wearing it with people around that she knows. I don't know. Well, that morning I that was. Everybody. Yeah, that morning was like her apex of uncomfortableness. Right. So. Maybe she wasn't ready for people to know or to explain it. Maybe she didn't feel like she was in a good spot to explain it right now. Because right. she doesn't. I mean, we we will get into it later, but I don't. She's She was all kinds of confused <laughs> that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it's bad. Bad confused. Uh-uh. But anyway... Norma putting Norman's picture away must have been a stab at the heart for all the Norma and Norman shippers. And it made me, it also made me sad. Yes, we know our one little Norma Norman shipper, <laughs> Daniel, was sad. <laughs> so she's right. <laughs> While I approve of Norma putting herself before her son for a change, we all know this is the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah. Was Rebecca also sleeping with Bob Paris? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> we are guessing yes. Did we? Yeah. We're on the fence, but I think we think he is. Oh, yeah. I think she is. Was. <laughs> or was. Uh, Norman with the feather boa was a sight to behold. He even kept it on while he was talking to the doctor. Oh, I love that, that it just best. stayed on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I heard Dr. Edwards when he first walked out was like, huh. <laughs> I know. Was not expecting this. <laughs> do, you, do you guys have surveillance cameras? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I just want to know. Uh, I want one of those glowing umbrellas they had at the festival. Um. I also have two theories for your spoiler section. Oh, I guess we'll keep that. Um, I'm looking forward to your podcast. It's too bad we'll have to wait two weeks for the next episode. In the meantime, I'm going to make myself comfortable in the mama bear room with funnel cake and a hot toddy. <laughs> Best wishes, <laughs> Christian. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks, Christian. Yeah. Thank you. You want to read, Laura? Yeah. So the title of Lara's comic card is Sad Face, and she says, Hey, Em and Sue, hope you're both well. Due to some medical drama, including some very painful burning pins and needles on my face, and the fact I've literally been working 12 hours, then sleeping the remaining hours away, I've yet to watch this week's episode. <laughs> Aww. Hot needles? What? Burning pins? Um, You know, that's really strange, because... One of our listeners, I don't think he watches the show anymore, so I don't think he listens anymore, but he did our newest art 
work for mm-hmm. our, you know, our mm-hmm. mother, yes, mother sign. He has shingles, and half of his face right now is burning pins and needles. Oh, from shingles. That sounds so painful. Oh, I wonder if that's what she has. I don't know. That'd be weird. I only know this because just little. We still follow him on Twitter. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so that's um, weird. That's that happened to him this week, and so reading that, I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's shingles. <laughs> I know, painful burning pins and needles on your face. That sounds that terrible. That doesn't sound good. Sorry, Lara. I'm sorry you weren't able to watch this. I know. I bet you have already. I bet you have now. Although I don't know. What was that? 17 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, "Though I heard we had some Nomero kisses, and therefore I am very excited to watch when my body allows me to. Anyway, sad I couldn't join this week. Hope to be back soon. Can someone pop by the Nomero Inn and make sure I'm awake for work tonight? Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Well, Christiane, hopefully... can you go to that, please? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully Norma did that. Or Romero, he's the handyman. Maybe that's his job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we wish you well, Laura. Yeah, Laura. Well, thanks for taking the time out to... Comment. To do a comment card, anyway. Yeah, we appreciate that. We wish you a speedy recovery and that you got to work on time tonight. <laughs> Yes. She's in England, so it's... Eight hours ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Sad you have to work, but can't watch a show. Like, you have to do the bad stuff, but you can't do the good stuff. (laughs) I know. Miserable. I know. Uh, All right. You want to read Mike? Oh, it's 5 a.m. in London right now. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a little app that has London and Paris and New York on it all the time. Uh, Okay. So, Mike, we get a new limerick. It is called Ode to Norman and New Joint Bank Accounts. Poor Norman's locked up like a psycho. He did have a pretty fun night, though. He hung out with a stripper, though he never did tip her, and it seems his his inheritance might grow. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Nice. <laughs> Mike, I hope they get the many. Mike gave us a shout out on his latest podcast and talked about his limericks he's writing for us. <laughs> oh, <did> he? Yeah. <laughs> he tagged me on Facebook, so I thought I'd check it out. Oh, and he also said that there's another podcast that he's even written songs for, so. Oh, how funny. I guess <laughs> we're okay with the limericks. <laughs> But I like the idea of a song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good with limericks. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for all the feedback. That was awesome. All right. Join us next time in a few days, and we'll do the recap. And we'll have Catherine with us then also. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace out. Show your own ass. Show your own ass. Yep.
Hello? Hello? Allie? Yes? Hey! It's Emma and Sue. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm not too bad. Good. Hey, Allie, it's Sue. Hey, Sue. How are you doing? Good, good. Glad you could join us. Yeah, no, this is uh, exciting. I've only heard your podcast a few times, but I really, really enjoy it. You guys are pretty funny. Oh, thanks. thanks. We are going to try and not... I think we've both recovered from something that made us giggle. Yeah, we just got over the giggles really bad. Probably our worst giggle fit of this season. Definitely our worst (laughs) giggle fit of this season. season. (laughs) (laughs) We've had them before. Okay. So, okay. So the first thing I want to know is how did you get to do this? Did they like go on Twitter and find like the biggest Normero fanatics and like personally invite you or was there some sort of contest or what happened? Um, a friend of mine uh, from Twitter mm-hmm. uh, actually won, won the passes and she, uh, her husband didn't want to go so she invited a couple of us that she knew from uh, Twitter. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, wow. it was pretty pretty uh, amazing to to meet these girls in, in person after a year of talking about yeah, I bet. yeah yeah well right on we're really glad we can get a little uh <clears throat> behind the scenes yeah yeah hopefully i can uh recall most of it or some of it at least cuz uh I mean, it was pretty nerve-wracking. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so I guess I'll just try and remember some of it. I have a crew call sheet to help me here. Okay. Oh, so, nice. so when uh, we got to the set or the uh, inside location, uh-huh. um, we went up to the offices, met a few of the people that work upstairs, and they were filming. I guess they would have been filming that uh, trash, trash toast scene downstairs. Oh, okay. So we didn't see that scene, but uh, <clears throat> while they were doing that, we went to uh, Elder Grove, which is about I don't know an hour outside of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we toured around the the house, and we got in, got to go into the house and in the motel. Oh, cool. Um, when we arrived, there was a, a cop cars there for the set. <clears throat> like White Pine Bay cop cars? No, that's the thing. Is I don't know what those... They were in the preview, but I don't know what those cop cars are for. Oh. Because it doesn't say White Pine Bay on them, so it's obviously something to come. Oh. And it'd be interesting to see why they didn't say White Pine Bay on them. I kind of don't like that. I know. I mean, yeah, it sounds someone... serious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird that they didn't, so we'll see what happens there. They wouldn't really tell us. They. When we went there, it was in January when there was no preview out or any information other than um, a few casting snippets. Like, we knew Alex was going to have 
this ex-girlfriend show up. Mm-hmm. And we knew about Dr. Edwards. Did you know that they were married? Um, I'll, I'll um, say no. We didn't know. But that you knew, like, Norma was cooking him breakfast and stuff. Right. Well, that's when we went inside to the studio when we were actually getting to see them film. We met a bunch of crew people, and the writer was there. Uh-huh. And uh, one of us, I don't know which one, said, Are we going to see a Nomero love scene? Because that whole day was just Nestor and Vera filming. And we laughed, thinking he was going to be like, Yeah, right. Like, you'd see that. And he was like, Um,. No, but you're seeing the morning after. Oh! <laughs> we had to pick our jaws off the ground. We were like, I bet. <laughs> I, think he got, I think the writer got a dirty look from the person that, show, that was showing us around. Cause I, nobody was supposed to give us any information. We were just supposed oh, to observe. That's awesome. And like piece things together. So he said that, and we we're like, okay. <laughs> um, you could like hear the squeeze in the next block. Just <laughs> <laughs> like okay, we're floored. We're getting to see the morning after. But um, so where what was I saying? Um, you were exploring the set. Oh uh, yeah, so we're exploring the set, and uh, we noticed there there was no pit. Um. Uh-huh. And we asked about that, and she was like, well, technically we weren't allowed to dig, so there was no actually, no actual pit there. Oh. So we were like, okay, but wouldn't there be piles of dirt? And she just, they just kept smiling whenever we, <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not dumb. Like, <laughs> Listen, we know this show. <laughs> yeah. Even, even one of the, uh, the, uh, directors from last season uh, he came upstairs when we were in the house and he he, he was introduced and um, I said oh, okay yeah that episode where Annika dies and he, was, he gave me this look like he was scared he was like oh you know your stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can be tested if you want but, <laughs> but yeah they were, they were all pretty impressed though how like how observant we were trying to be and how we were trying to piece things together. But um, so, yeah, so we figured out that the pit must be filled in early on. And we kind of, we were all saying it must be Alex. He must, he must have done that for some reason. Cause I mean, that's probably the last thing on Norma's mind right now. Um, I love you guys all just looking for clues and playing detective. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> With everything you got. <laughs> we were bloodhounds. We were trying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there wasn't much at the outside location that, like, gave anything away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we uh, got to go inside, and Nestor, he was filming in the basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had Bob's money. In the basement, and we're like, "Why does he have that money at Norma's house? Why is he buying it? <laughs> what is going on?" We were just so clueless at the moment, and um, so then he he comes out, and we get to meet him, and it's dark, and we're like so shocked that we're meeting Nestor, and he's such a sweetheart, by the way. Like, 
He seems like one. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he is. I don't think I said much to him because I was so nervous, but he is so sweet. Um, so the, he went away, and they turned on the lights and showed us around the house, and we weren't allowed to take any pictures because they didn't want us to um, <clears throat> to post them, and then people see right. things that were different, like the... Uh, Ed, the Dr. Edwards, his office is in there. We got to tour that. Um, there was Wait, not- so I have a question. Is the Psycho House, I know they built it for the show. Did they set it up like a regular house? Uh, it, it pretty much looks like a regular house. Um, I'm sure there's missing walls and things every once in a while, but... Yeah, um, it's... I don't actually think there's any missing walls. They they have really? walls that they can move so that if oh. they get a better angle, they move them. But it has ceiling, a ceiling. Uh, they had walls. The only thing that caught me off guard or surprised me was that when you go upstairs, like the whole down down the main floor, I guess you would call it, was complete. But then you go upstairs and it um it's um empty like it's not actually like the next level you have to go to a different part of the studio to do the upstairs takes oh, okay so all the bedrooms is in a studio yeah interesting and so when you um when you're upstairs and you look downstairs it cuts off the stairs cut cuts off cuz it's not actually upstairs <laughs> Um, which was really cool to see. Um, Norma's bedroom is not, it, it's tiny, it looks tiny when you're in it. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but they have a lot of, uh, like, uh, details and pictures around. A lot of the pictures are of Norma, or of Vera and her son. Um, so, uh, after... After we did that, we had lunch with Nestor, and we were, uh, we were grilling him pretty hard about Nomero. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, he didn't even get to eat his lunch. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it, was, it was okay, though, because he was really nice about it. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, I eat all the time. And he was like, so, yeah. He's biggish and tallish. Yeah. <laughs> Or big and tallish. <laughs> yes, I, I have a little story for you about that in a second. <laughs> so, um, so then we're told that we're gonna go see them film the morning after scene, and we're all pretty giddy and happy about that. Um, so we see Vera from afar, but uh, we we weren't allowed to approach them. They had to pro- approach us. And I don't know if she saw us at that time, but um, she was getting ready to uh, to do her scene. And they were setting up, and uh, we got to go in the living room, and they had a bunch of chairs for us. And when we were in there, it was completely dark because they're trying to fix their lighting for the show. She comes in, and, she, and she's like, you guys are- uh, need some hard hats. It's awful dangerous being in the dark. 
<laughs> and um, so she introduced herself, and then Nestor came up behind her, and we were all talking, got some pictures done, and then they were called to do. They were called to do the scene, and the whole time we were with Vera, she didn't have that ring on. She was hiding that ring. Ah. So we watched the scene, and um, they do a rehearsal. They don't they don't kiss during the rehearsal. <laughs> we were like, damn, that would have been a good opportunity for them to kiss. Like, what's going on here? And he said stuff about uh, making it look more real. And did he and, say joint checking account? Yeah, he said joint checking account, and he said. Um, <laughs> he said that would be a good place for us to do our first appearance and, and we're just like so clueless to what they're talking about. <laughs> like okay they're, what is going on why is he hiding money in the basement why do they need a joint checking account and then they start rolling they do the scene again this time they kiss and then when she sits down, my my friend Kay, she she grabs my hand and squeezes it really hard, and I'm like, we weren't allowed to talk at all. And she's like pointing, and I'm like, what is she pointing at? And then <clears throat> as soon as the the thing stops rolling, she's like, she's wearing a ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So are they engaged? Oh, I bet you guys were just dying. We we were. We we just baffled. We were like, so they're engaged? And she's I don't know, she just like thought they could be married and I was like, You're you're crazy. They're not married. <laughs> Well no one expected what really happened. So in the first episode when she proposes to him, did you guys just expect him to say yes then? Um, no, because uh Somebody leaked something on the internet, and uh, we knew that it was a no at first, but um, <clears throat> but it was quite shocking, and then we spent, I don't know, good two days after that trying to figure out how did they get, like, are they married, are they engaged, um, why is this going on? We did figure out it was for insurance. Like we, we pieced that together. Norman, she said. Norma said she needed she needed insurance. But yeah, it was it was pretty funny how clueless we were, but how much information was just kind of floating around. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like he had no, there was not no stuff of his at the house, so it was. It was funny that he moved in, and we were like, he, he was living there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to take off for a second and yeah. meet Eleanor. You guys continue. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, I mean. So how fun was it to watch the episode? Uh, it was it was. Fun, but it was also sad because it was like the end of our trip, right? <clears throat> and a once in a lifetime experience. But uh, it was it was funny because the uh, the takes were different. Mm -hmm. um, when 
they did the kitchen scene uh for most of it we saw the one we saw one angle and uh he was sitting down when uh Vera says the big line uh by the way she couldn't stop laughing when she was saying that she she must have messed up oh she was talking about it being big and tall yeah when she said you're a big guy or whatever (laughs) she she giggles so much and we were trying not to laugh because you weren't allowed to make any noise on set (laughs) (laughs) but that was that was pretty funny that's hilarious did they did they make you sign any kind of like like non-disclose like be quiet about this type thing yeah yeah so hopefully i'm not breaching it by talking about it afterwards i I didn't really read it that well so no i imagine i'm sure it's fine because i i have pretty no knowledge of what's gonna happen now i have my guesses to what could happen but Probably going to be completely wrong because I had no idea they were ever going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been so fun. And I can just imagine your guys' little talks in the hotel room afterward, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. That would have been fun. I think we actually got into an argument. I was, I was like, no way. Are they married? That's just not face. <laughs> Is that the, did you see them film any other scenes or? Uh, Yeah, actually. Um, We had the call sheet and uh, it says what they were doing the day after. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had the location. So we drove by to the, we drove to the uh, spot where they were doing the festival just to see if, if you could watch from, from a distance or whatever. And we just so happened to luck into a perfect parking spot to watch them do the dance scene oh nice that looked like a beautiful set it it uh it was really nice um it's funny though because they spent a long time on those scenes and i think half of it got cut because they did a waltz they they didn't just do a slow dance they did a waltz there was uh, lots of background dancers. Um, it was funny because they um, they had the background dancers, and one of them kept kept um, getting rid of her purse and bringing it back, and we were just con- having the commentary like, "Oh, let's try it without the purse." It's kind of heavy after the twentieth time that they were doing it, <laughs> and. Um, and they uh, kept switching out the, the ball that they show just before they show Normero dance. They mm-hmm. kept switching that out. And just like, just pick one already. Come on. But, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting to see how, how the episode turned out, considering <clears throat> they spent so much time on certain scenes, and then you only get a glimpse of it in the show. Yeah, that's I, I've never been on a set before, but yeah, that's what I've heard is you know, hours and hours are spent for just a thirty second scene. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah and I think we've seen different I'm back. I think we've seen different like dance moves in little promos and things. 
yeah, yeah. you you kind of see them starting to waltz in in the promo, but um, but then it didn't end up in in the actual show. And I, during the whole time, I kept saying, I can't believe Romero can waltz. That just seems so <laughs> character. It's like, but who knows? They could have completely changed him now that he can. You know, now that uh, he's married. He's definitely softened. Yes, he he almost seems like a completely different person. Oh, yeah. You go back to season one, and it's startling. Yeah. The guy that never smiles, and now he won't stop smiling. I know, he won't stop. I know. It's so cute. It is. Yeah. No, I I love their scenes together. Um, it's funny though, the, uh, I thought for sure that, uh, bedroom scene that they show in the promo, I thought that was going to be the beginning of four. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the, in the white, the white yes. sheet scene? Yeah, the, the window scene, mm-hmm. the, the window. Oh, wait. <clears throat> okay, there was like a new promo that had them, it was like a... A shot down where yeah. they're in bed with a white sheet over them. Yeah, but I then there's the they're standing up, is standing against the window and they kiss and. Yeah, I started wondering if maybe I hadn't seen it for a while. I wondered if that was the scene, the one of the last scenes um, from this week where they were in the entryway. But they're definitely in a bedroom. Or that was definitely a bedroom. I think you okay. see a bed, and part yeah. of me still thinks that's Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I thought for sure that was going to be at the beginning of episode four because the reason we were we had to leave the set was because they were doing a closed set. And I I don't know if if you guys know much about uh, the term, terminology or what goes on a set when they have closed sets. Closed set <laughs> is like nudity where they try and kind of make the actors feel more comfortable, right? Yeah. By having as little people as possible because... Yeah, most times they're like intimate scenes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 So I thought for sure we were going to get that. But maybe, maybe it was that scene and they just cut it because there, there was a lot of Norman at the strip club in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the things that surprised us is like we thought there was going to be a lot of numero in this episode just the with how we ended up on a day that they were filming cuz that was completely by chance. We we were lucky to get that day that we had um ended up going to see them film. Oh, so they didn't really arrange it that way. No. That's no. cool. Yeah, uh, you're lucky. My friend uh, Kay, she's uh, got Carrie on Twitter, and she'll send her messages, and sometimes uh, she'll, uh, Carrie will respond. And the day we were leaving, we were all coming from different spots, but the day we were leaving, she was at the airport, and Carrie sent her a message saying, you landed on a good day, lots of Nomero. Huh. <laughs> so we were all pretty excited about that. I bet. Yeah, because it could have been, we could have landed there and ended up watching Norman at the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been pretty awkward, but... <laughs> 
Who knows? Maybe one of us could have been an extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you guys could have been extras at the winter festival. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We probably could have if we had asked, like, <clears throat> to be. But uh, I don't know. We were we were all pretty shocked of how much we were already getting because we didn't know how long we were allowed to be on set, <clears throat> how long the day was going to be. But we were on set for a pretty good amount of time. I mean, we could have stayed there forever. We didn't want to leave. I bet. But, yeah, so um, that was the the set visit. I mean, I'm probably forgetting lots of stuff, but. Well, what a fun opportunity. Yeah. yeah that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. So you got photos of, like, you guys and Nestor and Vera? Yeah, someone put one up on Twitter. Yeah, there's a, there's a photo of us in the kitchen before their makeout scene. Um, and... It's really cute. It's a pretty candid shot. <laughs> <laughs> you need the to get on Twitter, Sue. The director, uh, took that, and he was, he was, he was funny. He was taking a million shots, and he's like, the lighting isn't good. You guys all need to sh- shift over, move over. And, <laughs> and it was really, really warm in there with all the, the, um, set lights beaming down on us. I bet, yeah. Um, but then uh, we all, we followed Vera to the hallway, and she sat on the stairs, and we got some pictures with her, and Nestor took them all. Aww. He was cute. He um, took, like, a million photos my phone. I was actually just telling one of my friends from uh, on Twitter there that my phone's broke, um, but I'm not trading it in because Nestor had it. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to have this phone forever. (laughs) It's not going to work in a month's time, and I'm just going to, I don't care. Nestor had it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and uh, they signed some stuff, which was really nice, and uh, everybody on set was super nice. That's Um, cool. They talk about having a great great crew and everything. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're all great. Not one person was uh, rude or anything. It was an amazing experience. That's really great. I mean, if you want to email us a couple of those photos, we'd love to post them on our Facebook page so people can see them. If you don't want to, I understand. But uh, Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah, I would love to see him. Okay. I can do that, no problem. Cool. Um, yeah. There was something I wanted to tell you guys or say. You mentioned about your last uh, your last podcast, but I, I don't remember. It was something you guys were laughing about, and it, it had me in stitches, and I thought, <laughs> thought of something, but I, I lost it. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I love your guys' podcast. I've been uh, I was uh, watching the After Buzz one. Do you guys ever watch that one? I've listened to it. I don't. 
I don't watch it on their YouTube channel or whatever they do it on, but yeah, I've listened to it a few times. Yeah, I have too, a few times. I listened to one this year. I don't. I think it was the first one, maybe. They seem to be getting further and further away from what's actually going on. Like they seem <laughs> their predictions are way way off. Are they? <laughs> Seems it, but that's I guess why I'm so happy to have discovered your guys is because you guys are pretty pretty good and. And you've, uh, last week's episode, I know a lot of, some people were upset and you guys made it easier to swallow. Yeah, I, I like to try and, uh, look at things a different way and maybe, um, make things seem better. <laughs> That's yeah, like yeah. what my mind does. Emily's the mama this, bear. I'm the mama bear. Yeah. Yeah, I think we just take the time to dissect it more. I think the AfterBuzz people have a very limited time, so they just kind of blow through it really quickly and don't really get to dissect it the way we do. Yeah, yeah. and they still don't have Bob Paris's name right. I know they keep calling him Parrish. Parrish, yeah. Well, I mean, he did Parrish. But... He did. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I can't believe, can you believe that Romero would sleep with somebody that sh- that would sleep with Bob? <laughs> like that, that I find disturbing. Did she sleep with Bob or for Bob? <laughs> I'm... But she was, she was hinting pretty strongly that she had fun with Bob. I, he just seems to like to be a voyeur. <laughs> oh no, it's like, Romero, don't play in the same sandbox as Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I kind of took it because it was that agent, that special agent that called him that, you know, was like, I have a feeling she had a really personal relationship with Bob. I kind of took it that that was the first Romero's known of that. Oh. Really? I I don't know if he knew that she was also sleeping with Bob because I think she was. Um, Yeah, I do too. She mentioned it in the... uh the room, the her office, that it was fun with Bob and all, but he's gone or something like that. Oh, I took the fun <laughs> as doing the money laundering and making money. Oh, see, I, I, I must have a dirty mind because my mind just went, right, oh, okay, Romero, what are you thinking? <laughs> so disappointed in him, but... No, I think it sounded like she's money laundering him. She seems like I don't know what little I know of her. I could see... She she talked. That first scene we meet her, she's like, well, I could still sleep around with whoever I want. I'm right. thinking if she's money laundering for Bob, she's sleeping with him. Yeah. And they've yeah. got something... They had something going on. It didn't cross my mind until the DEA agent... Well, what's she doing it for? What's she laundering all his money for? For she's, money for herself? Money like, for get herself. a kickback? Sure. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of her, but she makes me nervous. I think she's trouble. Oh, she is trouble's a capital T. Yes. As Carlton said, did you guys hear that? That Carlton Cuse was asked about, um, about her character and he said, trouble with a capital T. No way. (laughs) He did. Is that in an interview? I've been staying away from him. But... Oh, have you? Sorry. No, that's cool. I, I'm pro- It's probably time I can. I've been trying to keep everything pure so I can just come up with theories and not know what's actually going to happen. 
That's probably a good way to do it. I mean, I know so much, or I did know so much. Now I feel like I'm going into the dark with these next episodes. Right, right. Cause now... I feel having a podcast where we theorize, I have the responsibility not to know. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so that you can come up with your own. Yeah. Right, I do the same thing, so... Whatever I do listen to the after buzz, it's always after we've recorded ours. I just like to hear what other people come up with. Yeah. But I don't I don't do it until after we've recorded because I don't want them to taint taint my mind. <laughs> um yeah. Um what's your guys' uh thoughts on the who trashed the house? Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Rebecca is my first choice, but I have a small theory brewing about who else it could be. Oh, I can't think of anyone but Rebecca. I think she took the opportunity. She knew they were at the festival, so. Well, wants... let's all wonder for a second. What if it was Mama Dakota? <laughs> oh, crap. I didn't even think of that. And Emma's his mother. Mom. You know, well, oh. we have a few theories that she could still be alive. And we're not convinced that house. she's dead. <laughs> no, we're not. You're not not thinking she's at the bottom of that pit? No, Norma didn't find her. Yeah, that's true. She, we think, well, you know, it's kind of a joke theory that she's like hiding out, crouching out in the basement. (laughs) 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 What if she went nuts? Like, she did seem a little freaky when uh, she. She was uh, trying to stop Norman from uh, closing the freezer door. I mean, she was probably just panicked because she was in the freezer, but she had crazy crazy eyes. (laughs) Totally crazy eyes. Anyway, that's the only other possible thing I could come up with. That's interesting. I I don't know. I feel like Chick's got to play. Like, he had a conversation about mommy and daddy for some reason. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) That was a weird conversation. Even weird for Chick. Yep, that's my Chick. I would have to say that Chick is too infirmed to do that. <laughs> he's he's not well enough yet. Um, yeah, that's a weird. If you think about it, though, that's a weird spot for for somebody to enter the house, like in the middle of the stained glass window. Is that how they got in? Yeah. It was in, right in the middle of the stained glass window. Well, I I wish they would have given us a better image than just Romero seen through it. I wanted another angle. Yeah. I did too, because I was a little confused as I to was totally where confused. he was and what he was looking at. I knew it was a stained glass window, and I'd probably seen it before, but I was just having trouble really getting my bearings about it. Yeah. Was he looking outside then? Yeah, and you would have been looking outside. Huh. Okay. But it's just, how does somebody get in through the middle? Like, usually you break the glass at the bottom. Well, uh, it was Mama Dakota, and she was already inside. <laughs> She's been inside. Oh, she wanted to. She probably that. finished Romero's breakfast for it. <laughs> that was a lot of food. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. It's too funny. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I figure, you know, 90% it was Rebecca, but if we're going to wonder if it was anyone else, it's 
Yeah, that's she's my good. only other option. <laughs> it would be kind of nice if they twisted it and she wasn't she wasn't dead. Yeah, I mean, it's still open. It's, to me, it's still open. I'm 50-50 on her being alive or dead. Yeah. Um, did you guys think it was odd that... Um, Dr. Edwards said he to Norman at the end of the episode that uh, he hadn't heard from the local sheriff about Norma killing people. I was surprised only in the fact that Norman didn't say anything mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Because that makes sense that he would call Romero. But I guess it... Do you think he would have called Romero directly or just his offices? Maybe just the office and... He just hasn't gotten that message just, yet? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think more than a day has passed, so... Yeah, the timeline is uh, quite different this year. I mean, it's only been, what, a week and a half since episode one? I don't even know if it's been that long. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, it's moving fast. It's moving fast. But it was definitely, you know, nighttime, and Norman confessed all that stuff about his mom, and then the next morning he's convinced he's getting out of there. Well, so it could it also be that Dr. Edwards still hasn't called yet. And just, oh, he might be like, mm-hmm. Just waiting yeah. <laughs> to have a couple more sessions with Norman before he decides to, you know... Because he did say, I believe you believe it. So, Dr. Edwards doesn't believe him. Oh, yeah. sure. So. I think you'd probably make a horrible doctor if you believed everything. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I, it it wouldn't surprise me at all if he hasn't even called yet and he was just saying that to just appease Norman, you know. But does he have a really full legal obligation to look into it when he, I think that's kind of what he said. I, but, I feel like you you. In real life, you do, but I feel like you in do. circumstances, I mean, you're dealing with somebody that's delusional. and Delusional, so. I, I feel like you'd have a legal obligation if he really thought this could be possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if he saw some sort of evidence of it or really believed. <laughs> I, I just don't think Dr. Edwards is there yet. Yeah. Certainly not about mother killing people. He yeah. might think there could be some dead people, but I don't think he thinks it's Norma doing it. So. Nor does he think it's something that warrants a midnight call to the sheriff's department or even a first thing in the morning call. Right, right. I mean, I think if they get like a straight-on confession, they probably have to. Like if Norman said, I killed Blair Watson, he would right. have to, you know. But I think in this circumstance, I don't think he's there yet legally obligated mm-hmm. I can buy that yeah I mean there must be a reason at some point though that those cop cars show up at her place but yeah who knows there's so yeah. many possibilities with this show yep <laughs> <laughs> it could have to do with the DEA oh uh, yeah that's true. I never even thought of that. It could be that someone has finally called in Audrey is missing, Emma's ah. mom, and they're just going to the last place she was seen, which would make sense. How many cop cars are we talking? Two or like six? 
<laughs> there was two when I was there. Okay, two could be just a check on. Yeah. It's still very odd that they didn't, they just said police on them. Yeah. <clears throat> but who knows, it, like this show is, it's, I try and figure it out, but I'm only so, so far off. I know, they just, we talk about that. They just do such a great job um, bucking our expectations and going some, who expected them to be married in the first couple episodes <laughs> for insurance, you know? No one would have called that. <laughs> if you was, called it, bravo. But <laughs> and it was pretty fun to watch, for to know that, you know, that's where they were taking it and nobody else knew we were just, Sitting back, watching everybody on Twitter speculate, and we're like, "Yeah, I bet you're not gonna believe what what's coming." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. I was kind of, I've been waiting for some really funny, awkward moments where, um, um, what's the secretary's name, Regina, uh, who's always giving Norma a hard time. The one at the window at the sheriff's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know her name. Um, Regina sounds right now that I yeah. think about it. I've been waiting for her to be just some awkward, funny moments where she's like, I need to speak to this uh, to the sheriff. And she's like, well, he's busy. And she, she would be like, busy for too busy for his wife? And her to be shocked or something. <laughs> well, he said it's gone around town, so all of them obviously know that he works with. What kind of ribbing do you think he oh. gets? Because they all know Norma. <laughs> I know. And they've witnessed they've some witnessed. ugly... <laughs> You're going to act like a third grade girl? <laughs> I would like to see him. Well, I mean, she married him to make it more convenient to get a hold of him now. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on there? I don't know. Too much, too much um, good potential there for for awkwardness. I, I just love their their dynamic. Oh, it is, it is just one of the best things. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Well, I guess I should, unless you guys have any other questions, let you get back to your podcast. Yeah. yeah. Think so. If I guess if we come up with more, we can just ask you on Twitter. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for coming on, and it was fun talking about the show with you. It yeah, was. and getting that inside scoop—that was really fun. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to call in. You guys do an awesome job. I'm looking forward to to hearing what was making you guys laugh a few minutes before you called. <laughs> You'll never guess. <laughs> no. And it was of our own invention. It didn't have much to do with the show. (laughs) This episode. (laughs) All right. right, You'll just have to wait in here. (laughs) Sounds good. Hopefully, it makes someone else laugh as hard as it made us laugh. I'm sure it will. All right. Thanks, Allie. That yeah, was fun. thanks so much, Allie. Oh, you fun. do want a room in the motel proper, correct? Um, well, is there any spots in the Nomero? I think you call the Nomero Motel yeah, or the Inn. Normero Inn. And yes, there are. Oh, yeah. There's like 10 rooms available there. Nine. There's 10. I oh, wait. Need one of those. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite scene? 
What's that? What's your favorite classic scene? Because we've got a few named after some of the scenes. Oh, that's such a trick question. I know. You had to choose between your babies. <laughs> um, I don't know if anything will ever beat that awkward hug. The awkward hug was amazing. But then there's the fight scene. I don't know. You're asking me to take like a favorite child. <laughs> you can't do that. I don't even remember what we named the room. I don't have them named yet because I, I listened to the podcast. You said that you had named a few, and I didn't. I didn't hear that part. There's totally a podcast where we go through some names, and hmm. there was like one where we, um, it was like the first aid room, you know, like when he, uh, mm. she fixes him up. Yeah, I, I remember that. I think you mentioned that one last last podcast okay we'll we'll come up with some good room names we'll think about it yeah then we'll let you pick yeah i need multiple choice on this there's no way i can okay okay (laughs) i'll do some digging and try and find that part of the recording and so all right that sounds good all right thanks for me uh crash your podcast yeah you bet (laughs) yeah it was fun so all right. All well, right. thanks, Allie. No problem. Talk to you later. Right. Okay. See ya. Bye. Hello. Hello. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Rob stepped on my headphones and snapped them. Oh no! <laughs> so when I didn't hear anything, I was like, "Crap, they're broken." But it was the uh, the side without the any wires or anything. That's good. It was just plastic, and he was supposed to glue them together. So that was the reason I was a little more than two minutes as I pulled my headphones out, and I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't find any duct tape, so they're put together by packing tape. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) White trash podcast. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Good thing we don't do a video podcast, I guess. Yeah, that'd be funny. Well, Scout has her maturation program at one fifteen. <laughs> I have to go oh, okay. do with her. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I have to, I have to text Will and tell him I can't help him with some auction stuff at noon. I totally spaced the podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, I can help you do the last minute auction stuff. No, I can't. <laughs> Oh, shoot. <laughs> I First, I was like, oh, shoot, I have to leave at one fifteen to do that scout thing when I got home. And then I'm like, shoot, I've got the podcast. <laughs> I had way too many things going on to help him with that. Ugh, I don't know what's... Dang it. I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're not done, we can finish up tonight. Yeah, especially if we add um, Allie. Allie. When when are we planning on calling her? Did you see the emails? Yeah, I saw there was a bunch of them. I kind of quit reading them because I figured Emma will just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, I'll just watch and see if she... Oh, she just hopped on Skype now. Good. Uh, okay. She wasn't when I got on. Are you the... You're the person today, right? Yep. The 
stir up my oatmeal. I gotta eat this because I don't know when I'm gonna have a chance to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's Wednesday, right? So it's the easy. I love Wednesday class because the girls and she's the one that doesn't know what hamstrings are or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a quad. <laughs> right. And so it's just it's the easiest cycle class of the week. So it's nice because it's in the middle of the week. It's in between my two power pump classes. So it's like, ah, just a little light cycling. Yes. <laughs> Instead, we got Rona. <laughs> <laughs> and she did a Tabata class, which is like this Japanese style of exercise where you're mm-hmm. like on for 20 seconds, like 110%, and then you're off for 10 seconds. And you just do that. Oh, man. And it was so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I think it goes for like maybe four minute intervals and then you get like a 30 second break and then you switch what you were doing. You know, you go from like high tension standing, squatting to like low tension sitting and sprinting or something, you know. You're gotcha. just always kind of changing it up every four or five minutes. I don't know what it is, but <sighs> it's tough. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. You ready? I'll mute white. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm hearing things. <laughs> okay go so they never check on them (laughs) maybe Norman gets so good at Norma's voice that he can like imitate her on the phone (laughs) hey Norman can I talk to mom sure (laughs) that's his mind (laughs) going into head Norma Norma and Norma (laughs) shun he just wipes his hand over his face. Norma. <laughs> and then everything's Narp. great. <laughs> so, so are you saying in the movie, there is a Dylan and he just calls once in a while? He's got Seattle. He's got a couple of kids. And <laughs> yep. He has no idea. Mother. <laughs> okay. How's all the business going, though? Well, it's all right. It's a little slow. <laughs> Can I talk to mom? <laughs> sure. Kill it. <laughs> you still living with that whore? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Norman keeps bringing these women. <laughs> 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 like, boy, mom's changed in her old age. <laughs> Possibilities. The fan fiction. I know. 
That just makes me laugh. <laughs> the thing about like, Dylan actually is in the movie, just never <laughs> <laughs> <or> exists. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, crap. <laughs> I love thinking of that. <laughs> It's <laughs> totally the Alfred Hitchcock psycho mother. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. Okay. Anyways. Now we know it's going to go after the song. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, All right. So, anyway, we have a... Don't. (laughs) I know. It's it's a good time to call her because I got the giggles. Okay, I keep thinking of things that <laughs> to Dylan on the phone. Okay. Like what? <laughs> I just can't get into it. <laughs> okay. Okay, I can compose. (laughs) Every time I think I can, I think of her voice. (laughs) And Dylan believing it. (laughs) That's the best part. (laughs) He doesn't know. (laughs) He has no idea his brother wearing her wig. infection in your neck you weirdo (laughs) i know i can't just have a normal so you've got everyone's got the regular sinus where people get infections below our eyes sure yeah well apparently there's also sinus cavities by our jaw and at the base of our head Hmm. and mine went at the base of my head so i like just like it just throbbed back there not constantly, but like, if my mucus, sorry, TMI, but if my mucus would shift, mm-hmm. it would just like pound for like 30 seconds until it like moved around or something. It was oh, horrible. that sounds horrible. Like, my colds almost always go down in my chest, and this one didn't. It stayed right in my head, and it was like, 
it affected my eyes. I had like cold in my eyes. Oh, it just was like, accosting my entire head. It was horrible. Wow, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Okay, I'm better now. (laughs) Good.